Ask Wildman, the weekly show from full-service digital agency Wildman Web Solutions, is ready to answer all of your questions about marketing, tech, and sales to grow your small business. Each week, the Wildman Web Solutions team tackles your questions and trending topics live. Learn strategies and tactics to take your small business to big revenue. The Ask Wildman show starts now. Good morning and welcome to Ask Wildman. My name is Miles Bassett. I'm the CEO and founder here at Wildman Web Solutions. Uh, we are a digital marketing agency based here in Lawrence, Kansas. We specialize in working with small businesses and getting them online. A couple months back, we started getting a ton of questions from business owners about getting them online, using technology and leveraging their online presence a little bit more. Uh, so we started doing this live stream every week to our social channels, currently going to Facebook and YouTube. We may be adding some more social channels here in the near future. So uh, keep an eye on that. But this is supposed to be an open Q&A uh, for anyone and everyone, uh, really focusing on small business owners. But, you know, anyone's welcome to join the conversation. Uh, but we are here to answer your questions about technology, marketing business or anything else you want to throw out there. So if you have any questions over the course of the next hour or so, throw those in the comments below and we'll get to them uh, as they come in. Um, and if you're catching this later, you're not watching us live, you can still take part in the conversation uh, by emailing us at askwildman at wildmanweb.com and we'll get to you next week because we do do this every week, Wednesdays at 11. All right, without any further ado, to bring in my partner here to help answer those questions, and Mike, there he is. Good morning, Miles. How in the heck are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day. I think we're going to hit like 60 today or something. It's absolutely fantastic out there. I just took a step out on the porch and uh, took a deep breath and just brought it all in. I'm happy to share it with you today, sir. Yeah, I think the next few days are going to get uh, a little bit dicey. But for now, it's beautiful. Let's enjoy it while it lasts. Kansas weather. It likes to turn pretty quick. All right. So if anyone's just joining, I see a couple of people are just joining on here. This is an open Q&A. So you know, don't feel like this is a lecture or one-way conversation. We want to get some back and forth going here. So feel free to comment below. If you have any questions, we want to address those. Throw those comments or throw those questions in the comments below um, and we'll address those as they come in. Uh, first things first, I think we wanted to circle back to a couple of points we were talking about last week and provide a little bit of an update. Um, I know during our technical challenge uh, last week and getting going, Mike, you went off on a little bit of a, a spiel on the iOS update. Uh, I think we might have a couple of updates there. Is that correct? Yeah, I just kind of wanted to continue on with that that thought that we've been uh, we've been talking about last week and then the week before. Uh, and so I'll just bring everybody up to speed if you weren't, haven't been watching the last two episodes uh, and you're not aware that iOS, which is the operating system for Apple, uh, for their iPhones, uh, is going on a major update right now that is going to have serious implications for anybody that is doing paid advertising, uh, especially through platforms uh, like Facebook and Google and, uh, and really anywhere uh, where you might be using third-party data or a pixel uh, in order to track uh, where your clients are, where your prospective customers are going and serving them ads. And so uh, this should, you know, really be 
uh, something that every single business is is taking uh, note of and planning to uh, you know to make adjustments to what they're doing. Uh, and if you aren't you know doing paid advertising, then that's a whole other discussion. You should be doing that. But <laughs> um, so basically, what this means is it's going to be a lot harder. Uh, for us to remarket to people who have iPhones. And of course, iPhones, uh, I think make up, Miles, correct me if I'm wrong, about 70% of the marketplace right now. So it's the vast majority of people out there. And if estimates are correct, which nobody really knows yet exactly, uh, you know, the impact this is going to have. But if the, if the industry estimates are correct, there's going to be about 70 to 80% of the people who will opt out of of basically this one type of tracking code i won't get too nerdy into it uh but basically this one type of a tracking code that they're going to let people opt out of which is your third party data and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me for people to opt out of this uh because they're still going to be served ads they're just going to be served ads that have nothing to do with what they actually want you know <laughs> actually if people leave this uh this tracking in there they're going to get things that they maybe actually want to buy uh, instead of the other way around. But since a lot of people don't understand that, they just think, oh, no, tracking's bad. I don't want to be tracked. They're probably going to opt out of it, uh, the, the vast majority of them. So what does this mean for us? Well, a couple weeks ago, I talked about the importance of building up your email list. Uh, that is going to be extremely critical. Uh, getting a name, a uh, you know, the, the primary email uh, of your customer and also the primary phone number is going to be a big deal and uh, incorporating that into your database and growing that database. And uh, there's a couple different ways that we'll be able to use that. Uh, one, of course, just being a traditional email list, which everybody should be doing. Uh, but, you know, there's also ways that we can uh, use that data to create custom audiences and lookalike audiences within certain platforms that will allow us to directly target these people um, and, and help us out, uh, basically, when we're going through these changes on the platforms. Uh, the other big thing is going to be video that we talked about last week. Strongly encourage everybody out there uh, to set aside some budget, get some video production done, build up your video archives, uh, because it's going to be extremely important for remarketing and retargeting to people once this iOS update goes fully into effect. Uh, and of course, you know, re when we talk about remarketing and retargeting, we're basically just saying, send them a message again, you know, so they get that frequency built up. Uh, you know, it takes at least seven times on average for somebody to convert uh, after they get an offer or get a message. So it's really, really important that we're able to remarket and retarget people and move them down through our buying funnel. Of course, the buying funnel being, you know, the stages of unawareness, awareness, understanding, conviction, and action. So somebody goes from know have knowing any idea about my mom and pop donut shop to standing at my counter and ordering some donuts from my shop. You know, that's, that's the process that we have to move them down through and remarketing is a critical part of that process. And so what video views are going to be able to do is you're going to be able to remarket to people who watch portions of your video and you can segment out by people that watch 25, 50, 75, or hundred percent of your video. And so you can determine who's actually interested in my products or my services. And wouldn't we want to be spending more money talking to those people than the people who didn't care and just kept on scrolling, right? Um, the other thing, Miles, I'll throw in here that we didn't talk about last week, um, but I don't know why, I probably just forgot to, um, you know, that plays into all of this too. But I think people should be taking a stronger look at YouTube ads uh, than they currently are, you know. So 
one of the ways that, you know, if you have a video library, when you build up your video library of content, uh, that you can really narrow down and, and talk to those people in the kind of the middle, bottom half of the funnel is through uh, search based ads because Google owns YouTube, right? So you have search keywords that will then come up on YouTube as the form of a video. I know you guys have all seen this, you know, that you've, you've searched something on Google and then you've gone onto YouTube to watch your favorite cat videos and oh, there's somebody talking about the thing I just searched for on Google. Well, that is an, an underserved market. Um, I forget the exact number. I think there's basically like two thirds less people advertising on YouTube than there is uh, Facebook and, and Google respectively. So you're going to have less competition, uh, but it's also a really, really great uh, targeting tool. And if you have wonderful video, it's going to be an extremely high converting tool for you uh, and something that you're probably going to be able to get even a higher, higher, higher ROI on uh, than traditional Facebook or Google ads. Uh, but that brings me to the third thing that I wanted to talk about today that we haven't talked about yet, although we've talked about this uh, in various ways uh, for months and months and years. And that is, you know, we need to be really, really conscious about moving the traffic that we are getting, the engagement that we are getting uh, from our paid ads or even our organic ads uh, to something that we control as quickly as possible. Uh, you know, something like an email list, something like a mobile app, something like our website. Uh, that is even more critical than, than ever before, because after this iOS update goes into place, we're not going to be at least as easily as we once were. We're not going to be able to follow that uh, person that you know visits our website or engages with our ad around everywhere they go on the internet as easily to keep reserving them ads. And so the quickest, quicker way that we can get them into something that we can control, that we can you know serve them back ads whenever we want to, uh, the much much higher rate that we're going to be able to move them down through our buying funnel. And so what we're really talking about here, if we want to go a big picture for a minute and, and I'll jump back into the tactics, but you know, what we're really trying to do here is we're trying to get first party data and we're in zero party data is what we're trying to accomplish. I'm going to get a little caffeine bump there. Um, so, you know, as I said, third party data is not going to completely go away, but it's going to be much, much harder to track and to utilize and to measure. And so what we want to be able to do is we want to have people either have first party data or even better zero party data where they're opting in to give us their data directly. Uh, and so this is something I want everybody to think about in terms of our marketing campaigns. What are we doing to attract zero party data? Uh, there's a, you know, several tools that we could implement into your, into your business if you haven't already done it. Uh, in order to capture this data and to execute on it. You know, I already mentioned the email list. That's a great one. Uh, mobile apps, uh, which, which Miles will ho have hopefully, you know, have something to add to on that in a minute because uh, he's the master of mobile apps. But, you know, once you get somebody in your mobile app platform, I can remarket to them with um, uh, push notifications, you know, giveaways, rewards, things like that. Uh, texting is huge. Uh, you know, being able to text one-on-one -on -one with your prospective client is, uh, is, is worth its weight in gold. And if you, so if you can get somebody to opt into your texting platform, that's an amazing tool as well. Uh, and the other one that we've, we've talked about, I know before, but it always be worth, is worth bear repeating, are chatbots. Um, you know, automation through chatbots is extremely powerful uh, in order to get people to connect with you, in order to get somebody to give you that zero or first party data. 
and then be able to remarket uh, and talk to them as they move down through the buying funnel. You know, I'll just give you a quick example. We ran a, uh, a brief campaign for a restaurant client during, uh, during restaurant week last month. Hopefully everybody got up there and supported the local restaurants during restaurant week. But it, you know, it, was a, it was a simple giveaway uh, chatbot type of an ad. And they had, I don't have the exact number off the top of my head, but they had roughly 250 people opt in to come in to dine in at their restaurant, which is a huge win for any restaurant, hell, any local business to get 250 more customers through the door. But then they also got that first party and that zero party data so that we can add them to the email list and we can remarket to them and send them more offers. Uh, so, you know, those are the kinds of things that, you know, tactically that I'd like to see uh, a lot of people uh, using uh, in their marketing plans, you know, giveaways and offers are going to be coming back in style um, because, you know, we got to give before we get uh, things like surveys and polls, you know, and things like that also are great ways to incorporate first party data and zero party data and get that uh, database built up. Um, but, the, you know, those are going to be uh, not just nice to have as moving forward, but those are going to be essential tools that you have in your toolbox in order to execute your marketing campaigns effectively um, once the iOS update fully hits. So, Miles, did you have anything to add to that? You brought up a lot in that. I think it's going to take us a while to unpack everything there. Um, but yes, I want to say in 2021, we are so used to the world moving at light speed, um, especially when it comes to uh, when it comes to the internet, when it comes to our world of digital marketing, everything is moving so fast. It's changing uh, so quickly that, you know, the things we say today are obsolete by tomorrow, um, if not by the time we're done saying them. So um, it's very important to stay on top of trends. And, you know, that's that's half of our job over here is, is staying on top of that, realizing what's coming down the tunnel and um, what is going to be important tomorrow instead of just today. However, I do think that it's important for us to back up and look at the big picture here because there are some things that stay the same. Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, we had been harping on this for a long time of get people back to something you own because ultimately, regardless of where you're advertising, if you're advertising on Google or you're putting up billboards, ultimately you want to get your audience into something you completely control. Um, because that reduces dependencies um, so that when you know Facebook decides to change its rules tomorrow or an iOS update comes out, that doesn't completely wreck your marketing strategy. Yeah. Um, and pretty much since the beginning of the internet, you know, the last, I guess we're really only talking like 20 plus years here, um, one of the, and actually the most valuable thing that you can have online that you own entirely is your website. Now there's been new advents of mobile apps and different kinds of social media platforms that come out there that you kind of sort of own, but website hasn't changed since the very beginning. That's your way to stake your claim on the internet and say this here, this, this land is mine. I control this and any uh, people that we get here, your audience that you can get there, you control what they see and what their experience is. Um, and I think that with the, with the changes coming down the line, um, not just this one, but the changes that we're seeing over the next year and over the next couple of years, um, all of the major players coming together, working together, and then clashing, and, uh, that, that's going to introduce lots of 
let's say turbulence in the online space. So it's more important than ever to not have those dependencies, or at least to have part of your, your marketing bridge be something that you own entirely. Mm -hmm. The number one thing, the number one tool in your tool belt there is your website, um, which that I think kind of brings us to part of the uh, show today. Um, really exciting day. We're going to be announcing the winner of our website giveaway. Uh, we're doing a lot of things starting in 2021 to try to help out our community here. We know a lot of people are hurting from the pandemic and uh, from everything else going on. 2020 was a wild one. Um, and one of the things that we decided to do here was because we realized the website is so important, that's how you get to e-commerce, that's how you get to online ordering, that's how you get to controlling your audience like that. Um, we decided we wanted to give away one, one free website uh, to one local small business and give them that jump start into 2021. We wish you could do it for everyone, but you know, we, we have limitations as well. We're a small, small business as well. So we're doing it for one. Um, and I've actually got everyone who entered over the last couple of weeks. Thank you everyone for participating. Um, got you all here in this hat, this nice, uh, wild man branded ball cap here. Uh, I'm going to be drawn. <laughs> A name out of this hat uh, here in a little bit live on the air to see who wins it. Yes, yes, very exciting stuff, Miles. Very exciting stuff, and 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 maybe even equally as exciting is that you know we we can, we can only give away one website as you just said, but everybody who entered the contest is going to get something of value that they can implement in their business free of charge, no strings attached from Wildland Web, Web Solutions. So. There's, there's our little, our little gift just for entering the contest. Um, but yeah, Miles, great points there about the website and, and just, just to, uh, you know, add another tactical thing on that, you know, it's, it's, you know, when you get somebody to your website too, now it's even more and more important that they engage, that they convert somewhere, you know, on that. And so having value, having a giveaway, having a poll, you know, whatever it is that you can have on your website is now become much more important because before it didn't matter as much. We just needed them to go to the website and then we could use the pixel tracking technology to follow them, you know, you know, as many times as we wanted, wherever they went. Um, and like I said, that's not completely going away, but it's, it's going to be more difficult. It's going to be more unreliable. It's going to be more inconsistent. And so what we need to do is we need to evolve with, with the changes here and we need to have things on our website that people can easily opt into uh, and so that we, we are able to follow up with them. We know who they are and, and we can contact them again. Uh, you know, I, I think on our own website, what do we have three or four things just on the homepage miles that somebody can opt into? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, that's, that's an example of what I'm talking about. So uh, extremely important stuff. And, and I think the other, you know, big lesson that we're getting here, Miles, um, you know, not just from the iOS update, but from everything that the Facebook platform is, has been going through uh, over the last five months or so, where it's just completely schizophrenic now, um, you know, is the key to dirt, um, diversify. You know, it, and it's, it's never been more important than ever, probably, but it's also never been, I won't say easy, but there's a lot of opportunity out there, I should say, uh, in order to effectively diversify, you know, and I, I think my tune especially has, you know, dramatically changed over the past three or five years where, 
you know, maybe back then I was like, man, go all in on Facebook, go all in. I mean, good God, you know, the thing was just a behemoth and you could spend $5 a day and just crush it. You know, I mean, it, it was, it was literally, uh, it was the big cat. And, and now it's, I'm not going to say it's not still the biggest, still the baddest, uh, arguably still the most effective, but there's certainly many, many rivals that are coming up now uh, that people need to explore. And so that's something that I think is a big takeaway from all this is use some time, use some resources to, uh, uh, you know, get diverse and try different platforms, test different things, find out where else you can build an audience. And then no matter where that is, always be moving that audience back to something that we can control and getting them to convert. I want to expand on a couple of points there, but um, while a website I think is still tool number one, um, email list is another one that has kind of stayed fairly constant uh, for a very long time since before Facebook until after Facebook. Um, email is a direct contact to your audience. It's part of that, uh, That what are you calling it, the first uh, well, zero, I mean, email could, it, it, you could be, yeah, it could be zero or first party data, depending on how you're capturing it. Most of the time it's somebody is zero party data. Like, you know, somebody goes and signs up for our newsletter. That's a zero party data. They, they signed up for that. They gave us, you know, that piece of data and we're sending it right back to them through that right. piece of data, you know? So email marketing has stayed fairly constant, definitely still a very valuable tool as it has been for a long time. But we've actually got a question here on email marketing that I want to hit uh, before coming back to some of this big picture stuff uh, from our favorite viewer, Mr. Jeff Fry. Morning, uh, Jeff. Strategy for email marketing to prospects in various parts of the funnel. Same content for everybody. Okay, say that one more time. I didn't know if I quite caught all that. Yeah, so he's asking about um, different strategies for people in uh, different parts of the funnel. Is it the same content that you're sending out to everyone on an email list, or do you segment that out into different sub audiences uh, based on where they at, where they're at in that sales funnel? That's a good question, Jeff. Uh, it would depend on, you know, I guess what you're selling, first of all, in the nature of your funnel, but I'll try to, I'll try to answer that as generally as possible. Um, you know, first, first of all, yes, you could segment it out. You know, for example, I can, I, when somebody I'm just going to use our, our newsletter. Okay. So when, when sign somebody, up for our newsletter, sign up for, yes, that's, that's the inferred, uh, connotation here. No, just kidding. So, you know, when somebody goes to my website and they immediately sign up for the newsletter, then yeah, I could send them a separate message since that's obviously very top of the funnel. And I could keep them on, you know, on a certain list for a certain period of time and then migrate them over to my main list. Or you can even, you could even segment out, you know, different, you know, here's my top of the funnel. Here's my middle of the funnel. Here's my bottom of the funnel list. Uh, you could do that. That would be one way to do it. And then the other way, you know, you could do it is, is hit people with different messages that are in different pieces of the funnel within the same piece of content. So, you know, so within that newsletter, just to use that newsletter example, you know, I could have uh, three different sections or just one, you know, section, but my messaging could be speaking to people in different parts of the funnel. And so it's resonating with people differently the way they read it. Uh, 
you know, depending on where they are. And, but, you know, it, that, that all depends again on how you're executing your funnel, what exactly your funnel is. You know, if, if, if you're, if your top of the funnel needs a whole lot of education, for example, and needs a whole lot of correcting misconceptions and you need to provide a whole lot of value before you can ask somebody to buy anything and even give them a call to action, then yeah, then I would totally probably separate those things out. Um, if it's not like that, you know, if it's something that it's kind of like, yeah, you know, most people, they need this, you know, if they sign up for my newsletter then they're probably going to need this. I don't need to spend all this time educating them and warming them up and, you know, and that kind of stuff, then I would just probably include it all in one. Um, so I guess those are two different tactics of how you could go about tackling that situation, depending on, uh, you know, the nature of your funnel and, and how you wanted to move people down through it. But if that was a little too broad, throw a follow-up question up there and be happy to dive in with some more specifics. Yeah. And so with email marketing, I'll jump in with the high tech option. Um, there are lots of services out there, email marketing tools out there. Uh, Jeff, I think you're using constant contact if I remember us uh, talking about that before. Uh, but there's other tools out there that, you know, MailChimp, I think is a free one. Uh, lots of great tools out there. We have one internally that we're kind of trying to put together. Um, but they have the ability to, instead of segmenting out uh, different groups or different users and putting them into different sections of the funnel and sending each one of these groups a particular piece of content that's targeted towards that segment of your funnel, um, to actually treat all of them as individuals and have a whole list of different emails that come up. So we can put someone into our email marketing system at the very top. And the first email that goes out to them is always just super high level, introductory, hi, welcome, uh, you know, here, here's the ABCs of us. Um, and then it automatically five days after they sign up or even after they open up that last one, they get the next one. That next one dives into a little bit more detail about what we we're talking about, about the subject matter. Um, and then, you know, two weeks later, another one automatically comes out to them talking about a very specific product or service um, that they may be interested in. And then finally, a week after that, they get another automatic uh, email sent out to them that's really um, asking to, um, to close them or to convert them, finally saying, hey, if you're actually interested in this at this point, you haven't unsubscribed, so you're probably at least minorly interested in this. Click here. This goes to our website. This has you sign up. This has you schedule a meeting, whatever your, your conversion is. Um, so there are some high-tech approaches that you can take here, utilizing some of those email marketing solutions out there, some of those tools uh, to move people through your funnel as individuals rather than segmenting out your audience. Yeah, that's a great point, Miles. And I'll, I'll just give a, a few more tactical things on that. You know, this is a, this is a great opportunity to qualify your people too. This is what I love about chatbots is, you know, if somebody enters my chatbot, I can, not me, but the, the bot, the bot can have a conversation with them essentially and find out what they're interested in, you know? So, you know, at Wildman, for example, we have, I don't know, 40 different products, probably more than that, <laughs> you know, so I could qualify that person and from the top of my funnel, find out what services they're actually interested in. And then I could create a list just based on that. And then, you know, only send them content about SEO, because if they're not interested in anything else but SEO, well, I, it would waste my time to put them on the general list because the general list, we talk about all kinds of things uh, and that may not provide very much value to them. 
Um, you know, the other thing that we do, uh, you know, is we'll, we'll segment out lists based on categories, you know, just little, here's a little behind the curtain of how, how Wildman Web Solutions knows our prospecting, but, Uh-oh. you know, <laughs> you know, but we, but we may, uh, you know, we, or we do, you know, we have lists for chiropractors, for, you know, construction, for, you know, doctors, you know, whatever it is. And then, you know, I'll create value videos. And I'll just send those, you know, I'll send a value video to the chiropractor list, just explaining chiropractors how they can get more patients in the door, how they can book more appointments, how they can make more um, higher converting ads. You know, I don't ask them to buy anything. You know, you know, I'm just providing value that I know is uh, is specific to that certain niche. And and so, you know, that's another way, too, that you can segment out your email list. So there's all kinds of strategies that you can implement. Uh, you know, the, the, the key is to dissect, you know, your funnel and your audience and apply the appropriate ones at the, at the appropriate times um, and just keep building up that email list and, and using it. And consistency is the key uh, and providing value above all else, of course, is the other key. Yeah, I think um, well, it looks like we answered the question, Jeff. So um, if you have anything else, throw that in there. Or if you guys have any other questions, follow on his lead uh and and put your questions in the comments below we'll try to address them as best as we can um more specifics the better so we can answer the question in your uh specific circumstance uh unfortunately a lot of these questions are very unique to what you're trying to do here Uh, so we'll just try to provide as much uh, information as possible with the context given um anyway so a conversation i was having this morning at one million cups lawrence if you guys don't go to that please check it out um but we were talking about analyzing website usage. Uh, this is actually something I was looking into yesterday and just happened to come up this morning. Um, but there are several tools out there to um, you know, go a little bit beyond Google Analytics that just tells you you, know, you have X number of people coming to your website, X number of unique visitors. They spend two minutes on average um, on your website. Um, there are some tools that will tell you, they'll give you heat maps, for example, that uh, shows you where people are clicking on your website and how frequently. So a hot zone would be something where a lot of people are going and clicking on this. Hopefully you'd have a, a hot zone around your number one conversion uh, button or sign up form or whatever on your website. Um, there are other tools that will actually record visitors as they come to your website. So you can check out that video of how a user actually goes through your website, see where they click. It'll record the entire thing and give it to you as a video, um, which, you know, as you might imagine, is just immensely valuable. Um, You know, we always talk about um, having good analytics in place, having good metrics um, and testing a lot. So having something in place on one of these very valuable tools, we're talking about a website being a very valuable tool, email list having a very valuable tool, but it's only valuable if you actually measure something and test things on there. So make sure to, in addition to having a good website and starting to collect emails, pick a tool. There are some uh, cheap or low cost ones out there. Pick a tool to analyze your website and how people are actually using it. Pick a tool to automate your email marketing or to at least give you some analytics on basic open rates and things like that. Um, So I just, I don't wanna leave this conversation without throwing that piece of information out there. Make sure that you are analyzing measuring and testing in addition to having these incredibly valuable tools that you own completely a hundred percent.
Um, one more specific question here from Jeff on this, I think, uh, then I think we'll, we'll move on to the next topic here. Um, is five days the suggested spacing of email messaging versus daily on social? Um, we've talked about this briefly, I think, uh, a while ago, just as far as timing. Um, on social, I mean, I hate to say this, but the rule is kind of the more the better, <laughs> is put out content all the time. Um, it kind of changes from social platform to social platform. Um, so I'll, you know, I'd have a different answer from Instagram to LinkedIn. Uh, but generally speaking, you want to put out a ton. Email is really the opposite. Uh, you really don't want to spam people. That's how you get people to unsubscribe, even if they like what you're putting out there. Um, even if you're, you're, you're providing value to them in your email marketing, if they're getting multiple emails from you a day, they're going to unsubscribe so fast. It'll make your head spin. So, um, it's another time when I'm going to come back to uh, look at your analytics and look at your testing. Um, maybe you could try sending out an email every three days and then try sending out an email every five days. And if you see a massive spike in uns unsubscriptions or if you see a higher conversion rate uh, on one of those, then you know that's going to answer your question because that's going to be fairly different from business to business, industry to industry, um, and also depending on your ask and what kind of content you're putting out there. Um, you know, if you're, if you're a really awesome writer and you're putting out a great newsletter, people might want to receive that more frequently than someone who's just sending out deals, sales, offers, you know, it's, it's just sales based stuff. Um, so it's kind of going to depend on your content, depend on your audience. Uh, so unfortunately my answer there is going to be, is going to be, uh, no, five days is not the rule of thumb. Um, but try something, test, uh, measure it, test it and figure out what that frequency is going to be for you. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with all that miles. Uh, I, there is no, you know, strong rule of thumb on this other than whatever your audience wants, you know? And so, yeah, you've, you've got to first put out enough volume of content in order for, you know, for the market to judge what it is. Um, but then you have to closely watch the reactions to that, you know, like just use our, our, ourself as an example. Um, you know, we watch the open rates, we watch the click rates, you know, every time we put something out, uh, and we, so we gauge the response. And so that helps us not only in terms of frequency and timing of putting something out, but most importantly, the content, you know, and the value that we're providing. And that is really the factor that is going to determine you know, how much you should put out, uh, the greatest email, you know, list in the world, the, you know, the guys and gals who, you know, literally built the industry and have, have done millions and millions and millions of dollars of sales just from their email lists. They all put out an email every freaking day, you know, some of them do it twice a day, but they're the best in the world at it, you know? So, you know, they put out incredible content and they put out, you know, extremely valuable things. And so that's why people are like, they can't open it fast enough. You know, they could probably put out five pieces a day and be okay. Um, and so, you know, it's really how much are you able to deliver that is valuable to your end base user. And it's okay if it's not, if it's not every day or every five days, you know, that's okay. The, the, the important part is that they're engaging with it and they're opening it. Uh, and, and so you got to just test, 
uh, evaluate and find your sweet spot on that. All right. Well, hopefully that answers your question there, Jeff. Uh, thanks for the awesome questions. If anyone else wants to chime in here, you have some experience with what we're working on here, um, or you have some questions of your own, please throw those in the comments. Uh, this is a open Q&A. We're here to answer your questions. Um, and throw this out there as well. You know, we're doing this as a resource. We're trying to answer as many questions as possible, be as useful as possible. So if you think that the information that we're providing is valuable, um, you know some people that might have some questions for us or may want to hear some of this, uh, please give us a like, share, follow, uh, depending on what platform you're on here. Uh, that helps us to reach more people, answer more questions, and uh, Can, be more of a resource. Miles, I know you just yeah. reset it. So let me say one, one more thing on that topic before we go <laughs> It's one other thing, and that is, you know, th th this whole conversation has just made me remember, uh, you know, how important it is to stress copywriting and sales writing and what an underrated skill that is in 2021. Uh, and so, you know, that because that's really the thing that will get you to the place where you're able to not only, you know, put out a whole lot of meaningful, valuable content, but be able to convert on that content and be able to make it work for your business. And so, you know, when you're first doing this, I would say just put out as much as you can, because what you're doing is you're training yourself in order to do sales copy. And, and there's nothing more valuable that you could ever do. Did you know, Miles, that sales copy is actually the second most lucrative form of writing that exists? I, I did not know. Do you know what the first is? trying to think of a funny guess and I can't, I can't come up with it. It is a joke. It's ransom notes, Miles. <laughs> All I right. Knew, I knew you were going. Okay. There. Now we can move on. All right. <laughs> All right. So I think that, um, you know, we've, we've kept the people waiting long enough at this point. Do you want to do our drawing? I would love to do the drawing, Miles. Uh, right. do, I, do I need to do a drum roll or what do I need to do over here? Uh, yeah, go for it. Drum okay. Roll. Very sad drum roll. All right. Uh, so I don't anyone, have a drum handy. <laughs> for anyone just tuning in here, um, we have over the last couple of weeks been uh, running a giveaway campaign, website giveaway. Um, it, it's part of our attempt to be a resource to our community here. Um, and as we were just talking about at the beginning of the show, there's nothing more valuable right now than to get a good online presence and the beginning of that, the foundation to a business's online presence is their website. So we decided to give away one free website to a local small business uh, to help give them a jump start in 2021. This can be their entry into, uh, you know, some sort of online ordering, some e-commerce, um, or, you know, some way of getting their business online, getting in front of people in a virtual way, which, I mean, partially just because of the pandemic, but also just because we're in 2021. Uh, you know, this is how business is down is done nowadays. So um, I've got everyone who entered here in this hat. Uh, thank you everyone for entering. Like Mike said, just for entering, we're going to make sure to send you something free of charge, uh, no strings attached or anything. Everyone's going to get something of value, of value here. But one of you is getting a free website um, and also a free year of hosting and everything. We're going to make sure you don't have to pay a dime for this. All right, ready? going to do a drawing. Mix this up, Miles. You, uh, you, you're frozen there for a minute. Hold on. Uh oh, that's why I was stalling. <laughs> I was stalling. 
Stalling, am I good? Uh, yes, yes, I can see you now. Okay, you're good. All right, so that was enough stalling. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was actually frozen or not. All right, so gonna do a draw here. Who do we have? All right, you see this here? I cannot. <laughs> Shout it out. <laughs> KB painting. KB painting. All right. Yes. Congratulations. Tori Purdue, thank you for entering. Like winner, said, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> all right. Uh, Tori, I'll be reaching out to you at some point um, and we'll get this all figured out for you, get you a brand new website for 2021. Uh, with anything and everything that you want on there, as well as a free year of hosting from us. All right. Tell her. Oh, yeah. Go yeah. ahead, Miles. Okay. Oh, no, I'm going there. That's, that's exactly where I'm going. So um, <laughs> everyone else who entered here, uh, we want to make sure to give you something as well. So, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to us at any point. We're not only uh, available to answer questions here on our live stream, but we're also just happy to talk with anyone at any point, answer your questions at any point. So, you know, feel free to give us an email at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. Um, or just give us a call. You know, we're, we're happy to have a coffee with you, talk about your business and see what we can do to help you out. Uh, free consultations across the board. But for everyone who entered here, we're going to go ahead and sign you up to our local business online toolkit. This is free software for anyone and everyone uh, who wants to use it. But uh, there is some uh, there's tools in there to help manage your social media, all of your different social media accounts from one dashboard gives you lots of analytics there for your social media, for your website. You know, I was talking about it earlier. It's super important to actually measure and analyze so that you can tell what you're doing that's working and what, you know, maybe needs a little bit less attention. Um, there's tools in there to get your listings put together. We were talking about last week doing a listing audit. There's a bunch of listing tools in there to help you get that all straightened out for you. Uh, there's tools to get control of your reputation, track online reviews, it works. So we're gonna get you set up on that. Um, in fact, we're even working on, this is kind of in beta, we'll see how this comes out, but uh, Mike was talking about doing some text message marketing, but as part of the toolkit, you get access to our business center and in there, currently in beta again, uh, but we'll, we'll see what we can do with this, is going to be a text message marketing platform where you can text all of your audience out from our platform. So lots of new stuff coming up in there and that's all coming out with the toolkit, which again, we're gonna give to everyone who entered. So thanks for playing, but KB Painting, you are the winner. Woohoo! winner, 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 winner. <laughs> all right. Back to regularly scheduled programming. No koozie. <laughs> no, sorry, right. Jeff. We don't we don't have koozies. I've got some some merch over here, but we haven't figured out koozies. We've got hats and shirts. Uh oh, looks like I'm I'm right. here. I'm here. If you can hear me, I'm I'm just uh, I'm on a I got a I got a call here. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this, back to right. I, I sorry, Miles. I just uh, I didn't mean to drop off there. Had a call. You know, we got to be responsive to the people. It's a show of the people, by the people, and for the people. And he's back. I'm back. <laughs> okay. Well, that was exciting. My goodness. Well, should we have some fun here for the rest of the show, Miles? 
Because I, I think so. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like we're already having fun. So let, let's have some fun. So let's talk about some current events. Talk about some news. There's never a dull week. It seems like anymore. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. You know, there's the there's an ancient Chinese verse that's uh, like something I think. May you live interesting times. Um, so. It's true. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about let's talk about some. Let's talk about the two probably biggest entrepreneurs in the world right now. Um, and one of them made a huge announcement yesterday. Do you want to, you and I haven't even talked about this yet. So I'm generally, uh, you know, genuinely, I should say, uh, curious to hear your thoughts about Mr. Bezos, Jeff Bezos, stepping down as CEO of Amazon. I'm sure everybody's heard about that. Uh, he's going to be stepping down in the third quarter of this year. If you didn't, if you didn't go and read his statement, uh, go and do that. And I think that one of the one of the, the the quote that stood out to me the most was I'm paraphrasing here, um, you know, something about you know being you know the, being an inventor, and that the greatest compliment that an inventor could get was that when people start to yawn at, at their inventions, and they just become so part of the everyday that it's not miraculous anymore that I can just push a button on my phone and something shows up my, my house, you know, uh, within a matter of hours, uh, and that we just kind of all take it for granted for now. But, um, yeah, so that was the big news to, uh, yesterday. Miles, take it away. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So, um, you know, say what you will about Mr. Bezos. Um, but that guy, he has built something incredible. Amazon has, I mean, it was big as a bookstore and then he just, took over he took over the world i mean this guy is as close to like a cartoon evil genius as you can get he's even got the bald head and dark suit like he looks like a bond villain um but man he has built something that is just it is incredible um and i don't think people like that really step down um i think that you know part of his statement there was he's he's saying you know this isn't about retiring i believe was the quote um he's just moving on to do something different um i know he's still going to keep a foot in Amazon. He might not be the CEO, but I think he's also his his title's just gonna change to like executive chair or something like that. Yeah. You don't you don't build something like that and then just leave it. I think that he's still definitely going to play a controlling role um in that. But you know, maybe he's got some other ideas. Maybe he's got some other things he wants to work on. Um you know uh, like I said, he this guy is an inventor, like you said, but he, this kind of that kind of person doesn't just walk away from anything. They don't just retire and, you know, chill out, sipping my ties uh, in retirement. Um, I think he's going to be doing something different here uh, very shortly. Um, and I'm really curious to see what it is, because, like I said, Amazon is is unique in how he built it. Um, he was relentless in building that thing. I still, I think he still has relentless.com that redirects to Amazon at this point. That was the original, <laughs> that was the original title for the business before Amazon. I didn't know that. And I think it's relentless. It's something like that. Um, but yeah, the whole, the whole idea there was that, you know, they were being relentless Amazon. That's not supposed to be the forest. That's supposed to be the warrior. Um, and that's, that's what he has been in business for the last couple of years and built up something truly Truly amazing. Very, very powerful. Um, I'm really curious to see what he does next. 
Um, I do not think this is retiring. I don't think he's going away. Uh, I think he's going to be creating a lot more headlines here in the upcoming years. Yeah, 100%, Miles. I couldn't agree more. I mean, at first I was completely shocked when I saw it. Uh, and, and now that you know, I've had maybe 24 hours or so to process it, uh, it, I, I definitely think that there's, there's maybe one or multiple agendas up, up the sleeve here that he's going to go and tackle. And, and yes, he's still, he's still going to be a member of the, of the board of directors, um, which I believe <clears throat> oversees the CEO. So, you know, I think he's still going to be the boss man, boss man, but, you know, certainly shocking when you see somebody at the top of their game, uh, step down, especially somebody that had been there for so long, you know, typically, um, you know, founder CEOs, they, they move on way before Bezos did. And so since he'd kind of always been there, it was like, well, maybe he's never going to move on or, and do something else. Uh, but, you know, at the height of their, of their, I don't want to say power, I guess, but, at, you know, at the height of their scale, I mean, Amazon has never been bigger. It's never been more important than uh, when the pandemic hit. I think they did something like a, over $160 billion dollars last quarter i mean this is just absolutely stupid kind of revenue you know i mean just just absolutely mind-boggling um, business yeah yeah whole other level of business and i don't know much about this person who's come in other than he's from uh aws amazon web services and you know maybe that's maybe that's a a sign of where the direction uh, of the company as a whole is going to go, you know, that they're going to focus more on that stuff, which is, is probably more bottom line revenue than top line revenue compared to the, the retail stuff. But miles, uh, here's the, here's the thought that I thought was intriguing is, is Bezos going to now devote his time, uh, and, you know, maybe not exclusively, but, you know, double, triple down in his time, uh, developing blue origin, um, origin, which is the rocket, space exploration company that he has that could could it doesn't right now but could rival uh elon musk in spacex which you know has been taking all of the, at least the positive headlines over the past 18 months or so you know and did bezos who's kind of i think personal you know image has been going like this and elon's has been going like this you know did that kind of rub him you know a little bit and be like hey, I, I can operate even a bigger company than Elon. Why don't I jump into this, this new space race? And, you know, to me, that's a really exciting thought, uh, you know, to have Elon and Bezos. And, and I guess, I guess uh, you throw, um, what's his name? Richard uh, Bronson in there, you mm -hmm. know, and we have this modern day space race. Uh, in the private sector. And, and, you know, that would be an extremely uh, interesting term of events that could come about from all of this. Yeah, I don't think, um, I definitely would not complain about seeing, um, you know, the battle of the Titans there and uh, pushing us to Mars. That'd be, that'd be entertaining for everyone. However, you know, there's part of me that thinks, again, someone like this, someone that's been at the top of not only their game, but everyone's game, uh, the top of the world for the last couple of years, I don't think that you look at someone like Elon, someone else um, kind of in that space and think, you know, I want to do what he's doing. I think, you know, part of me thinks that, you know, maybe that's going to be part of the game, maybe that's going to be part of the play. Um, but I think that he's got something new. 
Um, I think that he has some new ideas. He's going to be starting some new stuff. He's going to be going off in his own direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like that don't get to where they are by doing what someone else is doing and trying to be better than them. They, they come up with their own system, their own, um, their own model, and then they build that out into something. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised and I wouldn't be disappointed to see that kind of modern day space mm-hmm. race happen. Uh, but, you know, a part of me is just thinking, I think this is going to take a, a hard turn somewhere. There's going to be something new that pops up uh, that none of us are going to see are going to see coming. Yeah. And that would be exciting, too, as well. Um, and that's an interesting point you just made. You know, I I, I want to agree with it, but I'll, I'll push back on a little bit. And, and, you know, neither one of us have ever been nor will ever be one of the most powerful people in the world. So I think it's hard for us to think in those terms, but you know, what, what would fire up Jeff Bezos? You know, like what would somebody like that, like get fired up about in terms of competition? And I don't think it's necessarily going and doing what somebody else did, but I think it's going and doing what somebody else is doing. That's never been done and saying, I could do that better. And, and outdoing them. And there was, there's an interesting quote. I can't remember exactly where it was, but I remember it was not too long ago. And I thought about this came back in my mind yesterday too. There was an interesting quote from Bezos not too long ago where again, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said that if you, if you want to go back to, or if you want to go to the Mars before we go back to the moon, you're completely delusional. And it was a complete shot over the bow <laughs> At Elon, you know, and just so maybe he just thinks, hey, I see what this guy's doing. Everybody thinks it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, but I see where it could be done better. And I see where he's not executing it properly. And I'm the greatest entrepreneur in the world. Therefore, I'm going to go out and I'm going to prove to everybody the right way to do it. You know, who knows? You know, this is obviously all speculation, but it's possible. And (laughs) I would not be disappointed to see that kind of uh, clash of the titans happen for sure. Yeah. It would be really, really fun. So, so then, so since we're talking about Elon, you know, the, the, he, he made a little bit of news this week as well, although not, not quite as much, um, uh, as, as Jeff, I, I know that Elon, they did have some problems, I think with one of the SpaceX ships. And then of course, last week they had uh, a great success with, with one of their ships, but, uh, back, let's go back to marketing, uh, a little bit here for a minute and and talk about voice and the voice revolution and i think that you know something really pivotal uh pivot pivotable happened uh in the voice revolution on sunday night uh i know i know miles knows that i was extremely excited about this but you know last week we talked a little bit about clubhouse uh the new voice only app that is uh is catching like wildfire and and really you know is, is unlike anything out there and uh, Elon Musk joined the app and went on and basically did uh, an interview uh, on the platform at midnight our time on Sunday night. So yours truly was up till, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still trying to recover, about 2 a.m. on Sunday night listening to Elon go off about uh, space exploration, aliens, cryptocurrency, uh, all kinds of stuff. And then there was also an impromptu interview uh, at the end with the founder of Robinhood, who, of course, has been in the news with the whole GameStop debacle. And uh, that was really interesting hearing Elon grill 
the founder of Robinhood uh, on behalf of the people. <laughs> so, it's fun uh, seeing the next day all of the headlines were about that interview, about that conversation. <laughs> Long yeah. ass whatever of Robinhood, uh, and I was like, hey, yeah, we were in that room right there. Yeah, yeah it was <laughs> it was really really interesting, but. You know, just just having a guy like Elon Musk tweet about Clubhouse, you know, I think was, again, a pivotal uh, time and place, you know, as, as we go back and as we write the history of social media and, and digital marketing and all that, you know, I think that that Clubhouse is going to play an important role in it uh, in that moment, you know, where it kind of just really came into, into popular culture, if you will, uh, I, I think, you know, was, was certainly a turning point. And, you know, we talked a little bit about this last time about what Clubhouse was and what, what it's so important. But, you know, I think the purpose of this conversation is really to bring it out, you know, a little bit more broader and just talk about the voice revolution uh, in general and what a big deal that is, because Clubhouse is just a symptom, you know, of, the, of this overall thing that is happening. And, and Clubhouse, to me, is is not necessarily the end-all be-all i mean clubhouse may not even be around in a year or two but the infrastructure that it's putting in place and the community that is forming around that and this and the skills that are being learned and and all of that is going to have its time and place for a long period of, of time to come i think until you know the whole virtual reality uh and the you know augmented reality and all that stuff takes over in the next kind of phase of, of automation and digital revolution. And uh, Twitter right now is working on a competitor to Clubhouse. I wouldn't be surprised if Facebook and Google are doing that as well. Um, you know, so this, so Clubhouse is not gonna be the, the last thing, you know, that pops up on the radar. It's just the start of these things that are gonna start popping up on the radar. They're gonna be voice centric uh, because, you know, there's so much value that voice brings in terms of, uh, connectivity, uh, intimacy, you know, there's, you know, going back to my old days as a radio man, you know, there's something really, really, really powerful with the human voice. We connect with it, that we can feel emotion and everything through it. Power and you translate it into the modern day world. Voice is, is, is even more extremely powerful because it's completely mobile. I can multitask with it. You know, I don't have to sit down and divert all my attention right into that platform with my, you know, and, and only do that. Uh, and so it really fits into the modern day human experience. And uh, Miles, I'd just like to get your thoughts on the voice revolution, Clubhouse, wherever you want to go and take that uh, voice search, you know, and, uh, and where you're at on the current state of, of voice. Yeah, well, my my big point that I wanted to make in this conversation, you kind of you kind of already hit there, and that is that um, we've been talking about Clubhouse the last couple of weeks. Um, and I know you've been nerding out hardcore on it, but it's not about, every night. <laughs> it's not about Clubhouse. It's about the right. model that's being introduced by Clubhouse. I don't know if Clubhouse is going to be the one that persists and blows up and turns into the next big, you know, social media platform. Um, or if it's going to be gone next week, that's, that's how the world works now. Um, but this model, the thing that they're putting forward, um, especially with big voices like Musk jumping in and, and being part of this and taking part in, um, in its launching and its growth, um, I think tells me that this, 
this is the model, this is the model A, if you will, or the model T, whichever analogy you want to use here. Um, mm -hmm. And growing up from this is going to be an entire other branch of social media. There could be a couple of different platforms, you know, Twitter putting one out, Google putting one out, and then Clubhouse persisting, um, or maybe a brand new one popping up. But this model of voice-centric live interaction, I think is going to be, uh, that's just going to start breaking down walls left and right all over the place. Um, and yeah, I do think that it is setting the stage for maybe some VR stuff later later on, but I think even that is going to be an offshoot of this, but this particular branch of so um, the virtual social interaction is going to be with us for, for quite some time. Um, on the technical side of things, it is kind of interesting in that everything that we have is text-based. Uh, whether you're talking about advertising or uh, search, you said uh, voice search is a new thing. Um, you know, we started actually transcribing this live show and put in the full transcription on our website because search engines are not looking at the audio of our video. They're not, they don't know what we're saying in here. Mm -hmm. And so if we put the transcription there, then all of a sudden we get all of our keywords in there. And if someone is searching for, you know, someone talking about um, business listing information or talking about Clubhouse or something, they're going to find us, we're going to find our video. Um, but everything that we have from search to advertising to websites, everything is basically text-based and has been since the beginning of the internet. <laughs> now with the advent of voice search, um, audio-based home assistance, and now a voice-only social media platform, um, I'm really curious to see where those kinds of things are going. And actually just yesterday, I was working on a um, a, a new piece of software, new to me anyway, um, that is about, it, it's one of the most advanced pieces of voice to text, text to voice um, technologies that I've ever seen that I've ever worked on. And I've worked on some pretty advanced things. Um, they're doing a really good job at capturing little things, inflection, um, when someone is breaking away from normal verbal speak and throwing in something like an acronym or numbers when I say, um, you know, this is digital marketing 101, realizing that that should be 101. Um, or when there's an email address in there, when I say at, it knows it should be the at symbol instead of the word at. Things like that is really hard to pick up. And our technology is really, uh, is, is catching up with stuff like that. I'm really interested to see where all these things converge and how it's going to affect our online experience as a whole. 100%, my well said. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's you know, the, the text was kind of, uh, you know, the baseline and then video and now voice. And then, you know, who knows what's coming after that. Uh, but it, it, it's definitely, you know, where, where the, uh, the internet is going to, is going to pivot next. And yeah. And, uh, chat or <laughs> I almost said chatbot, uh, clubhouse is, you know, they're still relatively new. It's just been, val uh, valued at a hundred million dollars, you know, and it, it's, it's, uh, it's really just, you know, over the course of a short period of time exploding and it's just getting warmed up. And so that's going to be really, really interesting. And, you know, in to that end, uh, if you're a small business or really any kind of business, you know, I really think that people should be thinking about what's my clubhouse strategy uh, and maybe a little bit more broadly, you know, what's my voice strategy? You know, like yeah. we, we've always been a big believer in podcasting. You know, I think that that is still a huge avenue. 
to dive into. And so you need to be doing that. And then you need to, uh, you know, think about what's my voice strategy? How am I going to show up in voice search? You know, am I going to go on a platform like Clubhouse? And, uh, and if so, what am I going to do on that platform? You know, it, as you know, Miles, I've been spending hours and hours a day on it. It's, it's pretty much what I do all evening long sometimes until long hours of until yeah until long hours of the night um but it, it's amazing i mean i've already gotten so much value from it i've already made uh incredible connections on it you know uh, in just like 10 days or something that i've maybe 10 or 11 days that i've been on the platform uh i had a I had a meeting on sunday afternoon with a guy on the platform uh, who's, you know, a 27 year veteran on the East coast doing franchise of restaurants and construction businesses, you know, two huge industries that we work with. And I was able to connect with him on clubhouse. He devoted part of his Sunday afternoon to help me learn how to hike and serve my clients better. And then, uh, Monday night, he invited me to moderate a panel with him and I got to dive in deep and and do a whole, you know, moderated panel discussion with him and other experts and, you know, learned a whole lot. I mean, like those kind of things, those kind of connections just aren't happening on any other kind of platform. And, and it's like the speed and the intimacy and the connectivity of it. Uh, I think that voice is, is a great, you know, and the fact that it's completely live is a great, uh, you know, indicator of that. You know, it's just like, I'm sure that happened in the early days of, of Facebook and maybe Instagram and Twitter, but maybe not to this level. Uh, and so it, it's just really, really powerful. And I'm really excited to see, you know, what happens moving forward from all of this. Bring it back down to earth here as an actionable step that you can take. If you're a small business, you're watching the show, you want to get going on voice. Uh, maybe you're intimidated by doing it, not really entirely sure where to start. The first thing that you should do is get listed for voice search so that when someone asks Alexa, where's the nearest whatever, uh, where's the nearest your business, uh, you are popping up in that search. You're at least eligible for that. Um, and it's all part of what I was talking about last week, that listing audit. Getting your business listing out there is not just making sure that you're on directory sites or map services or other apps. It's also putting you in voice search directories and databases. Um, so if you are looking at doing a listing audit, make sure that if you are using a tool or something um, that they include voice search in that. Our listing tools do include voice search in our listing directories uh, when we're putting your information out there. Um, and that's included in the local business online toolkit if you want to sign up for that. But um, even if you're using something else, I don't care. Number one thing that you do if you're getting involved in voice and you want to do something for your business in the new industry that is voice, get yourself listed for voice search. 100%. Everybody should write that down, circle it seven or eight times, break out your highlighters, highlight it. Like, it's extremely important. It doesn't cost hardly anything. And every single business needs to do that. I mean, that's like, it's like going on Google, you know, in the early start of Google search and being like, well, I don't want to show up in this. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and you want to make sure that you're showing up higher than all your competitors. And it probably should be one of the most important things you're focusing on in the near future. Uh, it can't be overstated, Miles. So great, great tactical point there.
Yep. I always want to close with something actionable, something that you can actually go out and do. A lot of these uh, high level points are, are really nice to think about, but you know, I like throwing out things for, for people to really go out and do today. It's something you can jump out and do later today. It, it only takes a second. So I think we're going to close with that as we're coming up. Actually, we're, we're well over an hour at this point, but it was a good show. We are. Mike, any uh, closing thoughts you want to throw out there for everyone? I got one closing thought. All right. The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Go Chiefs. Everybody, uh, enjoy the commercials. Let me know next week what were your favorite commercials. Uh, and, and Miles, here's, here's one little in, more interesting thing that we'll leave the people with. Uh, Verizon has made a big bet on the Super Bowl, and they have done a partnership with Fortnite. Are you familiar with Fortnite, Miles? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. And they've built a virtual stadium with a live streaming con concert, all kinds of digital content, gaming, uh, multi-angle viewing of all the events. And they're basically putting on their own Super Bowl party uh, virtually through the Fortnite platform. So just another amazing, uh, you know, leap of faith, if you will, into these, these, uh, these platforms and, and big companies stepping out of their comfort zone and doing content marketing and, and going where the people are. Uh, and, and just really excited to see how some of this stuff plays out because there's, there's several uh, interesting marketing storylines in this year's Super Bowl. So we'll do a whole recap on that next week. But uh, go Chiefs. And uh, appreciate everybody watching today. All right. Thanks, Mike. We'll see him again next week. All right, everyone. That's it for today. We'll see you next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Check back on our Facebook page, uh, YouTube channel. And then I think we'll be doing some other social media channels here in the upcoming week. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And we'll, we'll see you then. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Ask Wildman. Send us a question for next week's show at askwildman at wildmanweb.com.